I know, I know, season two is over, but what is not over is creativity. And also, this really special code, 20% off right this second at NathanMorrisMusic.com. Click any item and at checkout, type in NMM20. That is N as in Nathan, M as in Morris, M as in Music 20 for 20% off any shirt you purchase at NathanMorrisMusic.com, the official merch store. There is good stuff happening. You hold tight. I assure you to continue to meet you where you are and please meet me where I am on all the socials, like buying you something and then taking a picture of it and tagging me on Insta at Nathan Morris or saying something to me at Nathan Morris Music on TikTok and all the other fun places. January 20th, a new single releases, a new record in the works, soon to have a release date for that too. And then hold tight because season three is just around the river bend. You're loved far more than you could ever know. Thank you for all that you bring to this life because you are worthy. Head over to the store right now and grab you some swag. Code NMM20. Die Trying contains sensitive subject matter and conversations surrounding death and dying and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is respectfully advised. I really do wonder. I really do. Hey, it's me, it's you, it's season two, episode 156 of You'll Die Trying. This is the show which pulls back the curtain, takes down the walls brick by brick, and exposes the true hearts of those who are caring for those you love most. And if you head over to youldietrying.com, upload yourself saying that right this second. Record yourself on a voice memo. There's a script right there. You can't really mess up. Take all the time you need. Send us a nice little mp3 and we're going to give you a shout out we want you to say that the script we want to hear you we want to meet you where you are because we appreciate you joining us each and every single week as we talk about the muck the muck and i'm staring at my cloud in this brand new studio and i'm grateful for all of you who have met me at Nathan Morris Music on TikTok, at Nathan Morris on Instagram, Nathan Morris Online on YouTube, and got some swag. I am still waiting. I'm flying to Maryland soon for the National Funeral Director Association Convention. I want so bad when I get to Nashville, when I land in Maryland, I would love to see somebody with their AirPods in listening to some Nathan Morris Music, like Yet, or the podcast, You'll Die Trying, wearing a Nathan Morris tea. That would be a culmination of everything I want. <laughs> Head over to NathanMorrisMusic.com, grab you a tea, and maybe, just maybe, I can, you can help me live that dream out. That would be amazing. Each and every episode brought to you by our friends over at BTF Coffee, Big Turkey Foot Coffee, the men and women behind the delicious brown brew roasters, friends. Thank you very much for their delicious contributions. Grab you a bag. NDFF Express Funeral Funding working tirelessly on the back end, so on the front end, the most important end. As funeral directors, we can do what we do best. 
create a meaningful celebration with the family so that we can gather, remember, grieve, celebrate a loved one so deserving. There's no balance due hanging over the head because on the back end, EFF is working with the insurance companies, making sure that an assignment assigned to the funeral to cover that balance due. Head to expressfuneralfunding.com to learn how they, Express, can assist you like they assist us at Morris Family. On my deathbed, am I going to care? Am I going to care about all of the accolades and things and the legacy that will survive me, that will precede me, that will carry on long after my lungs are able? Are my kids, do they see this work ethic? Do they see all of the good I'm attempting to do and the sacrifice that I make so I'm not throwing as many footballs or baseballs or going on as many walks or running around the loop of the driveway as much. I mean, I can't help my passion. If you're stifling your passion, if it's stifled for you, you're not really living. You're not being your true self. If you give something up because you feel you must, you are not being your true self. I used to, I used to hate myself not like as a whole, as a person, like I hate you, Nathan. I don't hate me so much as I, I wish I could sit still. I wish I could be content for a day. I wish I could be okay with how things are currently. And yet, and yet I'm never satisfied. Not satisfied in the sense of gratitude. I am very grateful and appreciative of the things I have and have earned and have worked toward and for. But you get to a point where you have to continue, you have to maintain, you have to, you have to find the next deal or find the next opportunity or create the next podcast or write the next song or record something that's a demo. Even if it sucks, you do it because you have to. I mean, you must, it's like breathing. You have to breathe in hard to get that breath, to keep life in you. And for so long, everyone, since I was a little boy, has not understood. They have not understood me or this, this need, this desire, the, the boredom of sitting still. It's not slighting you. It doesn't mean you're a terrible teacher. It doesn't mean that you are a terrible friend. It doesn't mean I'm not having fun. Yes, I'm present. I am, but I need to be doing something. I have to put something together, a puzzle, a Lego, something I have to. If I'm not, I'm not living and I can't help how I am. That is me and that may be you as well. Perhaps you're really laid back. Like Haley, she's so laid back and it could be to some confused with being, eh, but she's not. She's happy. She's happy and present. And her way of being present is to just be chill. And that's amazing. And I've always been drawn to those people. I'm endeared to those people. I love those people. Probably why I surround myself with so many like that, Kayla and, and Brent. I mean, people who are just so relaxed. Now throw in Selena. Girl pop. No, I, I need to talk about it because it's on my heart. And I don't want to be lied to and think that, oh, you'll regret it on your deathbed. 
I mean, will I? Will I regret the hard work, the effort, the, the grit, the heart put behind everything that I've done at the cost of, yes, time sometimes, but what's the alternative? Being stagnant and still and not fulfilled? I'm all for sacrificing. I've sacrificed a lot in my life and I <laughs> probably more than people will know or I'm willing to share right this second. And I think that there is victory in sacrificing and, and, and pain. Honestly, I do. I think that in suffering, there is beauty and there is victory in that. I think suffering brings us closer to God because who else do we draw to? I mean, you can complain about having a headache for only so long or your arm hurting for so long, but it's in the quiet and suffering that we turn to someone or something bigger than ourselves or our neighbor. There's beauty in that. I can't sit still. Perhaps it's because of all of the people who said I would not amount to anything. I remember you, Miss Ball, in fifth grade, and I remember you, Miss Boris, in sixth grade, and I remember you, Mr. Flores, in middle school. I mean, I can literally keep going. It's absurd the number of people who just couldn't understand me, who wrote me off. In high school, I had administration literally for the assistant principal or vice principal, whatever, the principal, the guidance counselor. There was a letter sent to my home with all of their signatures and a meeting was called because I'm different. And I remember the good. I remember those who invested in and realized and recognized my uniqueness. And instead of, because they didn't understand it, they pinned it as, oh, you are uncontrollable or you are sick or you are literally, I was told I was LD, learning disability. That's what they called. And when I remember being a kid and they're like, he's LD, they would test me and Anyway, I'm, I'm not. I'm furthest from that. I was bored and I needed challenge. And those teachers at the time, instead of challenging, they simply suppressed and blamed a child. <laughs> so my entire life, this is what I experienced. But I remember, I know, and I recall, and I am forever grateful to those of you who invested in me and legitimately, legitimately believed in me. Miss Luckett, Miss Orth, Miss Fleming, Miss Robertson, Miss Haynes, Miss Payne, Miss Karen, my kindergarten teacher. She thought I was something else. She was so kind to me. I'll never forget Miss Waldeck. She came to the funeral home one day and she said, Oh, wow, you, you did make something of yourself. And she was being serious. And I said, Yes, ma'am, no thanks to you. Who are you here to see? And she looked at me in such disbelief. How dare you? Almost as if I'm still a child under her, you know, under her spell, if you will. We got across the street at the cathedral right before the mass started and she grabbed my arm and she said, you know, I was just kidding. And I said, I wasn't. It was the first time I was able to really stand up, you know, stand up for myself and all those years of going, being sent arbitrarily to her office and her telling me how terrible, literally, I went to this private school and I would be told how terrible of a student I was. I'm in 
fifth and sixth grade, that's, that's demoralizing for a child. There must be something wrong with me. And so that's come over into adulthood. Even as a 37-year-old man, it's like, oh, I have to be creating all the time, so I must, I must be sick with something. <laughs> but I'm not. It's my contribution to this life. If I'm not doing that, then I am forfeiting my talents, and I, am, I think I'm doing a disservice to the world. I hope that my kids see my work ethic and my love of others and my obsession with kindness and culture and all the other things that I obsess about as something good. And also offer a little grace when I'm not so much that with them because I've given it all I have. You know, you can give and give and give and give and give and give. And you're so exhausted and you get home and it's, the last thing you want to do. But more times than not, I have shown up and I have to be, I have to be gentle with myself and I have to be kind to myself because I have. I've shown up. I've showed up. I've thrown the ball when I didn't want to. I've thrown the football when I didn't want to. I'm kind when I don't want to be, especially when they're being jerks, the kids. But you know what? I got to remember my kids are just like I was and people didn't invest in me when they should have. And, and there are ripple effects still at 37. And so I must be kind to myself. I don't think the pioneers of this world, the Vanderbilts and the Elon Musks, I mean, it, there had to be someone. There had to be somebody to do something. And who's going to do it? It's not easy to do. It's filled with ridicule. It's filled with people saying your hair is too tall or you don't know what the hell you're talking about or you're an idiot or I hate that guy or you're never going to amount to anything over and over and over, or I don't support that. I'll never support that. That won't work. That won't work. That won't work. If I got a dollar for every time someone said that won't work, I would have a lot of dollars. And I'm where I am because I didn't listen to a damn word they said. And I won't. I refuse. I refuse. I think my team know that. I mean, I am all about constructive criticism. I love it. I think if you can find a way to do it better, please tell me, help me. Let's work together as a team. But if you simply want to criticize falls on deaf ears. The end, there's nothing. I will listen. I will listen no more to you. Ridicule is nothing but gross, disgust. I've been on that end. I mean, I really have as a child and it's disgusting. It gets anyone, it gets us nowhere. It leaves us broken and hurt. And I'll be damned if I hurt others. So I will spend my life and obsess over you and caring for you, and providing for you, and creating for you, and leading, and coaching, and hoping, and encouraging you because you are who I think about. And I hope my kids see that because I love them so damn much too. So on my deathbed, when I'm lying and my breaths are getting more shallow, I don't want to have lived a life, a version of a life I should be living I don't want that. I want my kids surrounding me and holding me and holding my hands and saying, damn, you're a good dad. Damn, you created. Damn, you worked hard. Damn, your example is incredible. You loved people the best you knew how and you were your true and authentic self. And until I breathe my last breath, ladies and gentlemen, and my friends, I will continue to push and push and push because I believe that everyone is worthy of incredible love and care and experiences. 
and they all matter in intentionality. And I hope my kids see that. And I hope when the last breath either stays in my lungs or escapes, as I meet my maker, they say, well done, good and faithful servant. Be sure to follow me at Nathan Morris Music on TikTok, Nathan Morris on Insta, Nathan Morris Online on YouTube. Live a life of meaning, really. There's this thing in your heart. It's like this need. It's real. It's not just something fabricated. It's something you can't help that you feel and you have. It's something you should push for and push for and strive for and never, ever stop. And do not let ever a negative word, a negative word affect you and stop you. Criticism is negativity. Constructive criticism is a tool to be used, to be listened to, to push and push and push. Never stop pushing. You are loved far more than you could ever know. And please help me one day fulfill the fact that I would love to walk through an airport and see you wearing a tee and listening to my music. NathanMorrisMusic.com And when you're on your deathbed, I hope you've lived a life at that point in which you could be proud of.